Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, September 30th, 2022. Today on the Ether, blockchain building in the Cadena ecosystem, hosted by Action CEO. Let's take a listen. All right, Husky, give, give, let's give this a shot. Let me hear you now. You can hear me now, Luz? Yeah, I can hear you, okay? Better than okay, before. Perfect. Not ideal. Yeah, I received, um, uh, I, re- I received already a message that people can hear me very good. This, this, uh... So you're saying that it's me, not you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's always the same. <laughs> it's always the host. Always. It's never the co-host. Never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it, man. I totally get it. <laughs> so a um, little bit of what's going on today in regards to where we're at, what we're, you know, where we're streaming us sort of thing. So we do have this on YouTube's. Um, um, so that people that were saying, oh, I can't, I can't get on Twitter and listen to this. Can you do me a favor and, you know, string it on YouTube? So I said, yeah, let me, let me see what I can do. Can't promise you it's going to be perfect, but let me put it up. Um, just so that there is another, an easier platform for some people to, to listen into. Cause at the end of the day, that's, that's what it's all about. Just trying to create, you know, the, the environment for people to be able to participate. Um, even if it means a little bit of a technical issues at the get go. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get it set up. We'll get it going. Make sure that you guys are getting the most out of this thing. Husky. Let's chat, man. Keep that mic unmuted because I actually want to talk to you. And I think people are going to appreciate what, um, we have going on here. We've had how many projects over the last month, um, on the show? Uh, I fought 19. 19 projects so um you know i'm not very good at math so what i'm gonna do i'm actually gonna pull out the calculator so pulling out the calculator here um we had six hours of um you know uh, of spaces over these last over this last month um which is you know 360 minutes worth of cadena talk um and if we divide that up by those 19 projects it sounds a little silly but you're each one of them only had the opportunity to speak for 19 minutes. <laughs> that's that's nothing, right? Like, actually, we can't hear. It. Can you unmute yourself, please? That was odd. It muted. It, it self muted. That was the weirdest thing ever. Thanks, spaces. Yeah. So, <laughs> 19 minutes per project, which is super super wild. Um, that's nothing if we're talking about products. But what that means is that we have, honestly, a big, big community growing. Um, not only of people that are following the project, you know, wanting to mine, but people that are, um, people that are doing in, let's say, building and creating, right? 
Um, and I do, and today's going to be a little bit different because I actually get the chance to address some of the things that people are talking uh, on the chat um, on YouTube. So it'll be way more interactive than it usually is instead of bringing one person up at a time. But Husky, 19 minutes. Do you think that 19 minutes is enough for somebody to learn about a project? No. Okay. It's not enough. All right. So the way the way I see it is it's a yes and no, right? So I have some people saying here that 10 <laughs> minutes is all you need for a pitch. And I agree. But there's a big difference between a pitch and understanding what people are doing, understanding that things are bigger and there's more involved. Right. That stuff is it, 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 there's more intricacies to it. So um, I put up a, a thumbnail on Twitter to say that, you know, trilemma was solved. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you guys a two minute breakdown of what that means. Here is the bottom line when it comes to the trilemma, figuring out how to create a blockchain that is secure, that is fast and that is decentralized. Kadena has figured it out. It's doing that right now. So it's not a matter of can we do it? It's a matter of when will people catch on? And that's why I wrote what I wrote on there. And I said what I said. And the reason why I love hosting spaces on Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. UTC is because I enjoy letting people know about this really cool ecosystem that's being built with the 19 projects that we mentioned. And I don't think that 19 minutes is enough for people to fully understand what's going on with each one of those people. Because if you think about it, I talk a lot. So it's not just their time. It's my, <laughs> I take I take a lot of their time too. So it's 19 minutes shared and I probably took up half of that. Um, I don't want to be the person talking. So if you guys do get to join on Thursdays um, on Twitter spaces, it's always a matter of highlighting what these guys are doing, not me. That's the goal. Because sure, there's plenty that I can help and assist with, but I just want to be the avenue to allow everyone to understand what's going on in this amazing ecosystem. And I I mean, I, I see what some people have been saying, you know, in regards to Kadena has no um adoption but is a great project and uh to that i would say yes why in the world is is that a bad thing like you want to get into things before others do so this is literally the perfect time for people to join in um it, this is this is literally you know pre-fomo um there was a tiny little bit of fomo when it came to the price of cadena when it just blew up but now we are in this phase that you get to be in early without people freaking out. Because as soon as that happens, I mean, things just go downhill. And that is not what we want to see. Not with the space, not with Kadena, not with the way that all of this stuff works. It's, uh, it, it, and this is going to blow a lot of people's minds, but this is the healthiest blockchain I have ever, ever done anything with. Um, and the health of a blockchain is more than just how well does it work it's more than you know the the does it solve the things that it needed to solve for no it's it's more than that it's about the people that are in it as well um in this ecosystem there have honestly been companies who are competitors of one another's which still support each other 
and yes, you know, like, you know, like some of the people are saying here, there is not a lot of adoption yet. It's still small. And if you think about it, if a company is fighting for, you know, that real estate, it's fighting for people and they are willing to help a competitor. I mean, that speaks volumes. That speaks volumes. It's not, it, it's less of a competition the way the blockchain, uh, you know, the Canadian blockchain is structured and more of a cooperation. Because the goal is not to, let's say, you know, be, be be the better than somebody else. No, it's let's build this thing, like Husky likes to say, together. Um, it's 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 again, it's important. Let me. So I just got a quick request here to pin this thing um, onto the spaces. So let me go ahead and put that in here so you guys know what we're talking about. Because you might only see a handful of people on Twitter, but we got even more people listening in on youtubes um so i just want to make sure that i do give that pen to you guys um if anybody wants to see what's going on over there and while we're while i'm doing that husky can you do me a favor people are asking who the heck is husky yes who are you who are you well who i am <laughs> i'm uh, husky kevin from the netherlands 37 years, um, live for 70 years together with my girlfriend and in crypto space for four or five years. And yeah, you want to know my name, Husky. There's <laughs> uh, yeah, a special ID behind that. Um, I have a cool hobby. Um, and yeah, that is sled dog racing. And we have a kennel with 19 Huskies. And we do uh, sled races in Scandinavia, Sweden, Norwegian. Last year we did um, world championship. And with sled dog racing, it's the same with uh, ice skating. Uh, you have distance and sprint. And we do the long distance races. So you can do 300 kilometers in two, three days. And you sleep outside with minus 30, 35 degrees. All right. That's so a short story that... about me. So that's that that's Husky right there. Um, what he um, doesn't tell you guys is um, how cool of a person he is. Um, Husky is honestly one of those people that you want, like you, you meet on the street and go, uh, can, can I be, be friends with you forever? Um, that's that that's who Husky is. Um, I've had the privilege of um, knowing Husky for a little while now. It's going to go almost a year now. And he has been just the nicest person in the world to connect to connect people to make sure that people are getting to know one another and when i i can't take credit for what i'm doing on thursdays and this is um all him i will you know flat out tell you guys that you know what's happening on thursdays on twitter spaces um and the hundreds and hundreds of people that have been through here um it's all him he's the one who came up with the idea in the first place and say, hey, let's let's do something with Kadena again. You know, I we both love what they're doing. Can 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 we do something? Can what do you think about starting, you know, a weekly thing where we highlight what's being built on there? And it was a no-brainer for me to go, yeah, let's do it, man. But if we're doing this, you're gonna be part of it because I don't want to take credit where it was somebody else's idea. So that's why we have Husky and he's the one who's orchestrated everything. He's the one who's gotten people set up. He's the one that has been able to get people scheduled on to the show. All those 19 projects, none of that was me. That was all him. So 
big shout out to everything he's done, you know, to make sure that this thing works and not only works, but works well. So I appreciate you, Husky. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> he's a little weird for having that many dogs. I don't know how he keeps up and going outside with that kind of um, temperature. Like that's a little weird, but you know, um, the things I overlook because I like the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I will thank you also, uh, Action. Without you, it was not uh, the the show what we make now so far. Uh, we start twenty five August, and with the first show. And yeah, it is on a roller coaster, and it's very cool to do. And we have a lot of projects here on our table. And yeah, today is a new milestone, and yeah, that is fantastic. It's great, great to do. Thank you. Yeah, no, awesome. And let me go over with you guys as far as what we have been talking about with the Kadena ecosystem and the people that have been on here. Um, it's no coincidence that um, the people that have come on have come on and come back and come back and come back. It's not a matter of, oh, yeah, we have something to say. No, it's like we have a community that we want to reach. We have a community that we want to be a part of. So a lot of projects that you guys see coming on to the show, they, they come back because to them, it's not a you know, once and done type of thing, especially being part of a, such, a, such a brand new ecosystem. They are focused on providing value and providing value long, long term. Um, at the end of the day, that's what we need to see in the crypto space because otherwise it's you don't want to deal with temporary things that's how people get rugged that's how people lose money but instead we we've had you know I'll I'll go with the most sketchy things that um people like like to call them um nft projects we've had plenty of nft projects um on the show i mean from you know uh, what spiders um, have been on here. I mean, you got Alpha Slayers who are going to start minting here pretty soon. Um, just miners of Cadania. You know, uh, actually, no, KDA Mining Club. I'll give you that that example right now. So the KDA Mining Club, they are selling NFTs. And it's one of those things, like, if they come and go, what's the point? But instead, the you know those NFTs are now paying out KDA to people. Because if you purchased an NFT, you are now earning. Literally, you are now earning KDA tokens because of it. And that's the, the cool aspect of this whole ecosystem is that people are building and they're looking out for each other all in the same time. And people don't think about this, but yes, people are the ones who cause scams to happen. And this is going to sound a little bit counterintuitive, but the people who have the most power are the developers because they have small ecosystems inside of a larger ecosystem, which means that they have even more power to shut people down. So when I say that, you know, developers are helping one another and are supporting one another, I mean that because not only are they supporting each other by saying, hey, so-and-so is doing a great job. I'm excited to see what they're doing. But they're also calling out the people who are not doing things the right way. And we forget that sometimes, but it's really important that these projects, you know, will not let, you know, scammers take advantage of the network, take advantage of people. And as soon as something is wrong, if, you know, any else, and I, and I can confidently say this, any of the legitimate projects on this network 
notices that, hey, this isn't right. These people are not doing, you know, doing things right by the community. They're not doing things right by the ecosystem. Well, guess what? They get called out right away and they don't last. And that's the biggest problem we've seen, you know, in crypto for a long time is that people get taken advantage of and nobody's there to support, you know, those people and say, hey, this is wrong. Now there is somebody. Now there is something like that actually taking place. And it's just really exciting to be able to see people um, stand up for one another and do what is right. Um, let me see. So I was expecting Emily. So I'm just going to check in on her and make sure she's doing okay. I did send her a message. I don't know if it came across, but I did reach out to her and I had all that set up. So she was going to be here. It's going to be a very one-sided conversation about coding if Emily doesn't the, the, isn't able to show up. So I just want to reach out to her and see what's going on. Um, that. Here we go. So if you guys don't know, Emily, she's actually uh, on the, the Kadena team proper. I love how I say that. Um, so she is the person who's in charge of their uh, smart contract language, Pact. So her name is Emily uh, Fillmore, and she's a beast at coding. That's who Emily is. And for Kadena, it's a little bit of a different environment than other blockchains because it has its own um, coding language so it's not using something that people are usually used to um and it again it takes work to build something out um from scratch that works and is secure and is safe um we've seen too many exploits with other networks and pact is really what makes this you know platform so robust it's the ability to have a secure infrastructure for people to develop in there you go all right just shut our quick message so um that's who emily is um i can tell you emily has had a weird path to get um you know to, to getting to where she's at um where a lot of the things that she's done a lot of the things um, the place that she's been has not been like, oh, let me apply for this job, see if I get it. No, it's been more of, hey, I do this because I love what I'm doing and kind of, hey, by the way, we need somebody to do this. Oh, by the way, we need somebody to do this. And um, which is one of the reasons why I actually wanted to have a chat with her because um, I've had a very similar experience in you know both the Kadena ecosystem as well as in life because I... I don't do well applying for jobs. Um, if you give me a job interview, no question about it, I'll, 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 I'll do fine um, as far as the interview goes. But getting that interview, that's just not my thing. And the reason why I see that happening time and time again is because of so-called qualifications that people you know, um, require. And not to bore you guys, but give you an understanding of how messed up the systems are right now. Um, I just talking to a friend of mine who's a, a lead dev and he was applying for a job and the job required eight plus years of Azure um, web cloud experience. Azure hasn't been around for eight years, so there's no way anybody's going to qualify for that job, but they put it on paper anyway. And there's just a big, big gap when it comes to what people want 
versus what they request. So a lot of times people want somebody that will know how to do the job right. And what they request are insane hurdles, right? Things that people cannot achieve, things that people cannot overcome because it just doesn't, doesn't work that way. That is not how it works. And in, they never get the right person because when you're dealing with larger you know, corporations, you have these tiers you got to get past, right? So you got HR. HR has no idea what any of those things are. They have no clue what it means. They just saw a requirement that they only let resumes through if people have eight plus years of that type of experience. No one will ever have that. So those roadblocks are going to be there time and time again. Um, that's that that's part of the the issue I see a lot of times with what's going on. Um, now, with with Kadena, um, it's been a interesting journey because I am of the of the mindset that I want to see things built well and built right. Um, and I've done a lot of side gigs that I never, ever tell anybody about. Um, but within Kadena, I can't tell you guys how many projects have reached out saying, hey, can you help us with X, Y, and Z? Can you, uh, you know, can you consult with us? Can you, you know, be an advisor? Um, and I'm talking about projects that are already out and projects that will be launching that nobody knows about yet. And it's all a matter of people believing in each other and the greater good of the community, like I was talking about before. So the, the, the benefits, the, the great things that come of this ecosystem are more than simply, oh, yeah, they have a good ecosystem. Oh, yeah, they have a good blockchain. It's people. People. It, it's, it's all about people and understanding that, hey, you know, if somebody knows what they're doing, if somebody understands things better than I do, or, you know, maybe they, I can get a different set of eyes. They're more than just words on a piece of paper. They're more than just fake qualifications like Mark Butcher is talking about on, on YouTube right now. People lie a lot to get their, you know, to, to get their, their, you know, basically their name in front of somebody, somebody else and on somebody's table. But that only gets you so far. And I, I try to live by a set of standards where line is not something I'm okay with. So I can't go that route. And when I see an ecosystem of people going, you know what? I, I don't really care what words are on a piece of paper. I care about what you're able to build. I care more about what you're you know, able to um, contribute more than anything else. And that's the hard truth. And we're, this is going to, I know, I, I plan on talking, you know, coding with, with Emily today. So I'll, I'll give you guys a little bit of this. Um, we have honestly dumbed down coding in general. And I'm talking about from the biggest, biggest, you know, companies in the world um, where you this is how I operate. Now I'm just, I'm just going to be frank with you guys. When I'm dealing with something that I need to build, I'm not thinking about, okay, so I'm going to build, you know, 15 lines of code and then I'm going to submit it for review. Somebody else can look at it. That's not the way I, I would ever be able to work. It's like, all right, I got a project. I need three days. Let me get it from start to finish. Nowadays, everything has changed where most 
companies, and I'm talking about big companies from, you know, you know, Amazon to Google, whoever, you're, you have all of these drones who are hired and getting paid really, really well that weren't required to do any kind of high-level math in school to get their degree, that all they had to do was learn how to pass a test to be able to get into a company and may have little to no tech skills at heart. Instead, it's all been a matter of you know, memorization. And it's sad sometimes to see where we're at because yeah these people are getting paid a ton of money and they might act superior to other people and yet if you really drill down they are little drones writing tiny little pieces of code i think that might have come through um with other hundreds and hundreds of other people and it's not the way networks were intended to be created or how i've ever imagined projects being created and Again, the reason why I like the fact that people don't, you know, aren't following into Kadena as as much as they will be soon is because that right now the projects building on this platform, the people that are building on this platform are doing the opposite of that. You have one or two devs per project that are literally rolling up their sleeves and going, all right, let's figure this out. They have the, the 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 common sense. They have the background and the knowledge to build something from start to finish. They have you know the know-how to be able to you know dissect the project and understand what are all of the requirements. And that's not how coding has you know turned into over the last few years, especially with larger and larger corporations. The expectation is that you're going to provide very little contribution at a time and there's a bunch of views doing the same thing and it pays well because the overall company is compensated very very well and they want those people that are consistent but consistency doesn't necessarily mean innovation a lot of the innovation that has been driven with all of these companies has come from very very few individuals and the reason why innovation gets created is because those small number of individuals push the other people to build what they want. What I love seeing inside of the Kadena ecosystem these days is that the innovation is coming from within. It's coming not from, oh yeah, let me make sure I can hire a bunch of people to write a bunch of little things. No, it's like you have these projects where you have really, really passionate people, sometimes a little too passionate, um, talking about the things they love, creating the things they love from scratch from start to finish, because that's where you're going to see innovation. It's where people are not put in these tiny little boxes and expected to do drone work and instead are given the freedom to build. Um, and I know I, I use, you know, Kadena Mining Club as an example, but that is a per perfect example there. I mean, these guys sold NFTs, which are just, you know, little, little, little JPEGs or GIFs with function behind them that earns you real you know money like these guys literally created a system to generate revenue for their holders which is super exciting because you get um you know you get a tear hash for every nft that you purchased which is really different from anything else that's out there and yes there are more and more people launching the same model but to see them build this and see it work is really incredible.
Um, and I'll be honest with you guys, um, I'd rather not cancel things instead of um, saying, oh, yeah, so-and-so couldn't make it, so I'm not going to do it. I'd rather, you know, hang out with y'all and give you guys insights. So I will do two things. If you guys have any questions, please drop them, drop them either on Twitter or on um, YouTube on the chat there, and I'll be more than happy to answer any of them. Um, but something that has come up that people have asked me to talk about because um, I don't know if I want to name drop um, because other people have also talked about it is how things are being built. Because the, 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 the reason I wanted to have a chat today is about building and how things are being built and what's good, what's bad, and should it actually be this way? Um, and something that has come up a lot over the last two weeks has been standards. And when I say standards, I'm talking about the standards that people create things in. The standards that uh, people use to generate NFTs, for example, is the best example on Kadena right now. On Kadena, there is a marmalade standard, which is just a way for you to mint your NFTs and record the data the you know the unique attributes of that of that nft to the blockchain now nft projects have launched before that standard was implemented implemented right so people were launching things before that came out and they have received a ton of backlash saying your nft is a scam your nft is not real it's not you know it's not a real thing and calling projects a scam because they went about creating things differently is it's unfair um it's not the way that this community should operate and third you're just a-hole if you're doing that dude like i i don't know how else to say it because it, it, there's approaches to things and you're going to blame somebody. You're going to go after somebody simply because they chose to run faster than somebody else. Literally, these projects that were not built on Marmalade Standard are simply projects that decided to go, let's go create something cool. Let's go make something faster than somebody else. And do I, do I blame them for doing it? No, I can't blame them for doing it. Would I rather things be on the marmalade standard absolutely no doubt about it but how long can you wait for something like that to actually take place and that's my biggest pet peeve about this whole thing is like there's not a right or wrong necessarily about this thing guys let's just let's just understand that the reason the the you know this exists in the first place that the the standard exists is because People have been asking and wanting to have something secure, something that's transparent for everybody, something that works across the board. It's not like people don't want it. It's because they do want it. Now, you're basically telling all those people that want to build on something standardized that, oh, you're a terrible person because you didn't wait. No, that's not how it works. I mean... It, it, you know, you, you, you got you got to get the boat going. You got to set the sails up. Uh, a ship can't steer itself. If it's sitting just bobbing on water. You set those sails up. You start moving. And as, you know, the wind picks up, then you can steer it in one direction or, an or another. Um, 
and they <laughs> and they've called this thing the 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 butter standard um because it it you know shortens to bs um which is just garbage because it's not it's not bs these entities are real do they have all the information on the blockchain like the you know marla marmalade standard does not necessarily but is that a bad thing maybe depending on what your goal is with the nft the way i'm looking at it is that i'm excited to have you know a, a bowl for example that was not minted on the marmalade standard but i have my bowl and i'm holding on to my bowl i'm not selling it right i have you know the, the kd mining club and i'm not selling it either at the end of the day there is value in what you um what you purchase being it standardized with the marmalade standard or not and i'll get a little bit on it's so hard what what to say when to say it guys like i honestly like i feel i feel i feel bad sometimes saying things but i'll just do it um you don't approach people publicly and just trash them if you have an ability of reaching out to them privately there was an exploit for from you know on one of the uh projects on the Kadena blockchain and they were able to solve things very hush hush i guess you can say because people were reached out directly i lost three thousand dollars two weeks ago on a project on Kadena, and i could have so easily Put up a video and gotten a ton of people following you just by saying um you know blank project on Kadena blockchain is a scam and said what happened that my money disappeared and all these things that's not how you approach things that's not how you build community that's not how you grow an ecosystem you reach out to people directly you figure out if they're willing to help work with you understand what's going on before doing all those things because putting people down elevate yourself or elevate other projects that you're more interested about is not healthy for the ecosystem but mostly for yourself if you are so petty if you're so small that your only way to you know boost your ego is to bring others down what does that say about you what does that say about you and I, again the reason i'm asking these things the reason why i'm actually saying these things is because when all of this talk about you know butter standard is a scam comes out i reached out and i asked hey i know these things are being said but did you reach out to people directly did you reach out to projects directly and i heard nothing of it if i had not taken those steps to ask those questions i would not feel com comfortable saying the things that i'm saying now but i did i asked was it any of my business maybe not but i literally got ignored when i said hey can we talk about this they didn't want to talk about it when i asked them hey did you talk to other people about this got ignored didn't want to talk about it so i don't feel bad one bit by telling you guys how i feel about this entire situation because yeah i do i do wish every project on Kadena was minted on marmalade but it does not make any other projects that are on there right now any less just because they weren't. Moving forward, absolutely. The expectation is that things are going to be built on the Marmalade standard. 
but I can now say that I have an OG NFT, well, mul multiple OG NFTs on the Canadian blockchain that were built pre-Marmalade. To me, there's a ton of value in that. A ton of value in that. Um, I'm getting literally, you know, tokens from a non-Marmalade standard NFT. So for the people who call it a scam, check yourself. That's all I can say because uh, I'm not going to go on and on about something that's not worth entertaining. It's not worth any of our times. It's That's the type of thing that you go, oh, okay, no thanks, and you move on. Now, I will, I will, I will make this mention here as well. Um, I don't think that saying those things makes you a bad person. Um, and I think that about most things. I mean, you can say all types of messed up things to me, to other people. I get more upset when people are nasty to others than to myself. I, I, I take things like a champ. You can say whatever you want. Um, I don't think it's bad. It makes you a bad person. I think it makes you someone who made a bad decision. That's all it is. So I'll make that clear. I don't hate somebody because of an action they took. I might hate their action, but not the person. And that's me. That's how I choose to operate. And that's why, I mean, people hate hated when I said things about helium. I dislike things about the helium network, like I was, you know, said in the, the other video, but I don't dislike helium per se. I you're totally capable of not liking an aspect of something or someone and still appreciating the rest of who they are or the rest of projects, the rest of what things that people do. And yeah, any, anytime, Ryan, anytime, Ryan, that's that I'll, I'll leave it at that. Husky, you there, buddy? Yes, I'm here. Yes, yes. I had a quick question. Do you have any questions today? Buddy? No. No questions today, huh? No. Oh, yeah, I, I, I have one question for oh, you. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, somebody sent me a DM. Uh, let me check. Let me check. Uh, ask him what his favorite kind of pickle is. Favorite kind of pickle? Yeah. What, what kind of question is that? <laughs> what's my what's what's my favorite kind of pickle? Yes. Okay, so there's actually an answer to that one. It's called it's the what is it bread and butter pickle? Like no doubt that's like top because it doesn't matter what brand you go with, doesn't matter where you get it. They're really standardized across the board, so you just can't go wrong with it. That that's my thing. Um what time is it? All right, 10, 10. Uh, I want to give the space another 15 minutes or so. Um, let me see. I just, I just want to check numbers, man. I just want to check numbers. Let me see here. We've got 19 people on spaces and we got a, a few more uh, on um, on YouTubes. Uh, oh, Nightbreaker showed up. What's up, Nightbreakers? There's, so if you guys don't know there. Oh, here we go. Let me. Emily. Yeah, I'm here. I finally got a link. <laughs> What's up? Oh boy. So guys, this is Emily. Um, everything that I've claimed to be true about her, um, let's pretend I didn't say a thing and hear from her instead. 
<laughs> oh, I imagine there was some shit talking. I'm sorry. We, me? Uh, I would never. I, n- 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 <laughs> I, I, not me. Not me. I, I would never do that. Um, I would. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, there was, but it. You there? You need to move to yourself. It wasn't me. Please. It was my. It was spaces did it to me again. Bummer. Yeah, I was just saying that it, ah. you know the, the the trash talking was basically about how the hiring process for devs suck nowadays, and yeah, how yeah I how I despise the way that coders that claim to be you know developers don't know anything and are just terrible. <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely a lack of something that I like to call engineering discipline in the uh, the field at the moment. I mean. It's, I don't understand how people call themselves a developer when their job is literally to write five pieces of code, like five lines of code, you know, a week and submit it five times over. That to me, just it blows my mind. It just, it just doesn't make sense. Like people are not, people that are literally being paid as developers are doing such minuscule work. And when I talk about minuscule, I'm not saying like it's not a lot of work. Sometimes it is. But there's no thought process behind it. It's literally like, I need you to build X, Y, and Z this way. Go do it. There's no thought process. There's no um, further development behind it. It's just like, like I said, drones. Um, and that's the most frustrating thing to me. Um, here's the, here, here's the, the, the thing that I already know, but I would love, love for people to understand about you. How did you get to be in the position that you're in today? you know, with the data? Uh, that's a, that's a difficult question. I'm, I'm not actually sure. <laughs> you know, some people just take to code and code has always been something that really um, made sense to me, whether it's, you know, severe autism or some other form of like, you know, character buff. I don't really know what it is, but I just, like, you know, took to Haskell, you know, over the course of maybe three years in the language was its technical director. Like it, some things just make sense. And in, in the case of Kadena, at least, um, I think it's been a combination of competency with the language, um, and sort of general development experience. Like certainly previously when I was at other companies like Disney or, or Goldman Sachs, doing a little bit of development work here and there. Um, the process was always the thing that was emphasized most and sort of like um, making sure that every step of the process is verified because we had to actually deliver things. And, you know, to your point about like people just kind of churning out code and, and not really thinking about it, that's really the step that I see missing from a lot of people's um, development practice. So they don't have an end-to-end view available for most devs. Most devs are just like, hey, you're front end. And then they never see the code. They never see how it gets tested or, or go through like UAT, like user acceptance testing. Uh, and they never do feature de- like gathering. And um, they never actually see it deployed. You know, they don't know how their, their code is actually being deployed. So I mean, t- in one sense, it's, it's a testament to the fact that we've built these tools such that people can be compartmentalized as, as uh, strictly as they are to the point where they don't even really need to understand how to deliver software anymore. But on the other hand, you do end up with coders and not developers. And you end up with developers, but not engineers in a lot of cases as well. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that Ensign picture to me is everything. And that's what I was saying. Like, I love where, you know, this blockchain is at right now because of that. Because right now we're in a we're in a space where we're not seeing a big old company with a bunch of drones doing little pieces of work. You have smaller teams, smaller projects that are literally just rolling up their sleeves and going, all right, we want to build X, Y, and Z. Let's figure it out. And the entire team knows what's happening from start to finish. It makes it such a great, great experience for everybody involved because otherwise you end up with things, you, know, you end up with, with apps, you end up with you know platforms that people are like, this is amazing. And the users are going, I'm never going to use this. This sucks because you, they had no idea what they even created from the beginning. Um, and, and I and I can't remember the name of the company, but I remember a lot of devs being really upset um, with this one company. I think I don't remember if it was a, an Uber type of company or like a food delivery thing um, that forced their devs to put in at least one hour a week using the app and delivering food or whatever else it was them to get that you know end-to-end -end experience like yeah you're building something but this is what it means this is how it translates into the real world it's uh it's a difficult experience you know there's a lot of brain power that has to go into every step of the process that you know so a lot of people aren't taught coming out of school that you can only get from experience and you can only get from the right experiences so in Kadena's case we're kind of collecting people who have the right experience in all facets of development so that we can just, like I can take over for Lars, you know, Doug can take over for me, uh, Jose can take over for Edmund or, or Randy or any number of the people who are working on the dev team uh, to build it out. Um, and that's rare. <laughs> that's really oh, rare. So rare. So rare. That doesn't happen very often. But you just kind of gave me a little bit of hope there because um, I, I got to admit to you, when I, whenever I see your, um, your title, I'm always thinking, when is Emily literally going to work herself out of the job? Because, you know, evolves a little bit here and there long term. But once you have, I mean, core pack done, what do you do? Uh, then, then we get to the fun part. We get to building out the ecosystem and tools for the ecosystem. So there, there is at least another five to 10 years to mine out of Pact before everyone else can take over. Um, I'm not super worried about any of that stuff. And, and you know, if Pact does run out of things and we're only doing sort of maintenance and we only need one person on it to add, you know, features every now and then, um, then we move on to making the core protocol better because we definitely need people who have experience and in various different areas that can focus on individual portions of the uh, uh, the protocol. For instance, um, uh, we are sort of like sharing ownership of the mempool at this point. We don't have anyone who's dedicated to uh, to uh, you know own and fix the mempool as its lead or the P2P layer, which you know is in the same sort of state. We all kind of share it, but nobody has that as their primary job and being able to improve those parts of the ecosystem, having those things available, you know, as things that we can attack in the future gives us uh some hope that like we're not just going to be stuck on the same project as well so we can we can continue understanding the uh the the rest of the blockchain and the rest of the ecosystem as it evolves. So I'm I'm fairly happy that things are in the 
the situation that they are now with respect to the dev environment. Yeah, and, and you know that statement that you just made that you know Doug can come over and do whatever it is that you're doing, and vice versa. That to me, that, that's a little bit of a relief statement because it sounds like yeah, Emily can do a lot more than just work on a smart contract language, even though that's all that it says on you know on Kadena that um, like that to me is really exciting. It's like, you're not going away. You got stuff you can do. This is good. This is really yeah. good. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've contributed code to the Explorer, uh, you know, to the to Chainweaver. Uh, I've committed, obviously commit code to Chainweb Node. You know, there's a few of us that span basically every project. So we're we're all good, I think, in terms of support. No, that's awesome. And that, that to me, once again, speaks volumes in, as to how things have been built you know, back in back in my day and how things are being built now that some people still understand the value of seeing the whole picture of things. Um, so good. You're you are technically working yourself out of a job onto a new job. That's all it is. Yep, that's right. Now, um, I have a lot of people that are super, super in love with um, proof of stake and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to hear your reasons for why you hate it. I want to see if they, they agree with Yeah, that. I mean, it, it's pretty straightforward. The way I see proof of work is that, sure, it's envi more environmentally friendly. Um, but the benefits, you know, don't outweigh the negative sides of things. Right now, well, not right now, ETH is done mining. But before ETH became proof of stake, anybody, literally anybody with a OK graphics cards could be part of it now it's getting exclusive and more and more exclusive to where the more money you have the more money you're going to make the barrier to entry becomes so high and when you add vcs and all those people into the mix not only are, are these people the ones earning the most from a blockchain but they're also the ones that get to say what happens because at the end of the day if you have enough money and you stake enough you literally have control that's my biggest problem yeah, with it. yeah oligarchy as a model for consensus doesn't really strike me as a good prospect <laughs> <laughs> um it, i i would like to nitpick one of the statements that you what's that about. um proof of stake is environmentally friendly i think this is a double standard um people often conflate energy consumption with uh carbon emissions and i i i really need to harp on this because everyone everyone keeps repeating this because it's the it's the discourse right now but it is really terribly wrong and and misunderstands how um how power systems work throughout the world uh it is not the case that Power consumption is one-to-one -one with carbon emissions. You can, for instance, incentivize green energy for any of the, the operations done for proof of work or for proof of stake. And you can reduce carbon emissions as much as they can be reduced. Uh, from, you know, from the actual computational cost to the air conditioning cost to the materials production cost and so on. Um, when you say proof of stake is green, and then turn around and say, anyone with a GPU can can help produce, you know, votes for for the proof of stake model. Uh, you're not applying the same standard because you're not thinking about 
the materials and emissions that go into the production of GPUs, which now must be, you know, many times more uh, more numerous than than the number of ASICs that are currently mining, for instance, Bitcoin. The the amount of materials used to produce GPUs for the sake of voting purposes has never been studied, but yeah. it does cost a lot to produce the chips that that end up in GPUs. No, I, I appreciate you actually clarifying that because you're right. I mean, as far as the perception of things, yeah, I mean, you know, proof of stake is much, much greener than proof of work. But to but what extent? To, but to, to what extent and to what model and to what form of greenery are we even speaking about? Exactly, exactly. And I think the best example of that is the carbon emissions between um, like your good old, you know, gasoline gar cars versus your electric vehicles. Like most people don't realize that electric vehicles have a bigger carbon footprint than gas vehicles right now. And right. the best one out of the, th you know, out of those is actually, you know, a hybrid. They produce yeah. the least amount of carbon emissions, but it's all about where those emissions are taking place. That's what people don't think about. Is it on the manufacturing? Is it on the gathering of the resources that go into those batteries? And, you know, what are the emissions at that point? And people forget those things. People 100% disregard that because if it's not happening at their household, it's almost like they don't care or they ignore it completely. So it's the same thing with proof of work and proof of stake, like you were saying. Like, I can tell you right now that I'm mining with an ASIC at my house. And I actually am only able to do it because I have solar because I'm paying between 40 and 60 cents on electricity here in Southern California. Um, but I have a green ASIC, you know. It's 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 great. And most people don't realize that, yeah, it can it can be a lot cleaner than most people make it out to be. Um, right. If you just look at the numbers the right way and you really drill down the you know, from the entirety of the, the, the manufacturing process, the you know, where the electricity is coming from while it's being used. So there's a lot more to it than people even realize. Yes. And like considering all of these things, considering the fact that the security model incentivizes being rich for the sake of rich for the sake of stake in the network considering the fact that green is a dubious prospect when you dig down into the actual you know details of what it means to be green uh and and the fact that you're reducing uh various security uh guarantees of the protocol itself and civil resistance or resistance to civil attacks is reduced to something like a 30 percent um, in order to to own a majority stake in the network, um, it really becomes clear exactly what's going on in proof of stake networks, and that's these companies who hold these proof of proof of stake uh, layer ones are looking for throughput, and they're looking for throughput because they want parity with the existing financial uh, payment markets, and in this light. I, I think it, it makes it really clear exactly why we're sort of deflecting to green, why we're deflecting to, you know, throughput and, and why we're not talking about the fact that uh, we're, we're really going for parity with the financial markets. It's counter to what the sort of like cypherpunk narrative was in the, over the past, you know, five to 10 years for blockchain, which is, hey, everything's decentralized. We have you know, the ability to to form our own currencies and, and sort of 
excise ourselves from from toxic financial markets, and uh, it's it's obfuscating the bad parts, which are really we're going for mainstream adoption, and also VC liquidity and VC should own the, their own liquidity in the network, which produces even worse security guarantees. Um, it's 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 kind of dystopian, but I, I do see it as a lot of um, misinformation and and almost greenwashing in a lot of ways. That's the first time I've heard that term. That totally makes sense. Greenwashing it that that that's dead on. I mean, I don't I don't think I've heard a term to explain this better. It's literally greenwashing it. Yeah, and a lot of times it's not even it's not even misinformation that's being you know um, given to people. It's just a lack of the full picture it's like lack of information right and that's super frustrating to me because i just wish we could all just be honest about whatever it is that we're doing good bad ugly like it doesn't matter just just be honest but it doesn't seem like that's the path we're headed in um but talking about you know uh the aspect of proof of work what are your thoughts as far as what bitmain just announced uh, what did Bitmain just announce? I, I'm not up to date. <laughs> so two things. First, they have the K, you know, the KA3 that they just announced, which is basically blowing all the other um, Kadena ASICs out of the water. Ah. Um, but I mean, it's kind of wild the specs on that thing. Um, how do you think that's going to change the game? Uh, well, competition is competition. You know, it's it's good. I I think. If other companies want to step up and improve their ASIC game, they should know that Kadena is the most profitable mining token currently on the market, and they should spend the funds to make sure that we have ASICs that are at parity with each other so no one pulls ahead. I, I, it's strictly a game of free capital markets at this point. People need to invest in the product. That's it. No, you're you're dead on. I love I love that. I mean, that's the way I look at it too. And it's not only, you know, in the ASIC game. I mean, that's across the board. Like, hey, you got somebody's got a good app. Well, go make a better one if you want to have any market share. Exactly. And that's that's the way we need to look at it, as opposed to oh, you know, it's so it's such a shame that this they're gonna take over the like okay, they're gonna take over the market. That 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 just means that you need to do better, improve your game, do something you know better. Um, competition, in my opinion, is the best thing out there. And for even for myself, somebody's doing something that I'm doing, great. It tells me, hey, I need to improve my performance, how I'm doing things, how I'm reaching people, whatever it is. I just need to be better, do better, so that I can can compete in the space. So um, that's a that's really refreshing. Um, so when it comes to developers building on Kadena and using Pact. What do you think is going to be the, the the deciding factor as far as who stands out from the from the rest? Is it a matter of what's the, you know if they're going to implement the standards like a marmalade, for example, that I was talking about earlier? Is that going to be something that will set them apart, or what aspect of their apps you think will will stand out specifically when it comes to the coding? You know, parts of it that you've been so diligently working on. Yeah, I I think the winners right now are gonna be the ones that crack user experience. Right now, our user experience is suffering. Um, and I think only CADEX has really come forward and said, hey, I'm gonna make an app that sort of has a seamless experience with your wallet. Um, and and like, you know, it's it's app that they, sorry, their web app uh, integrations and, and just generally wanting to be something that's easy to use that mimics kind of the uh, the usability of various 
other uh, DeFi projects on the different chains like Ethereum, um, like everyone else in the ecosystem, sorry to, to just put it bluntly, is really, really good at making things easy. And arguably they have an easier job because the APIs are easier to work with in some cases. Um, but like we have a slightly more complicated machine and there are more complicated things to consider like what do you do in the case of multi-chain architecture that really need to be cracked by somebody. Um, and we're working on it. We're working on means of uh, helping people to interact with the blockchain as a single blockchain instead of as 20 sort of adjacent chains that you have to consider. But we, or I personally think that anyone who comes up with a dApp, whether it's an NFT thing or it's a, you know, a DeFi project or an Oracle or whatever, what have you, is going to win if they really think hard about the user experience and minimizing all of the implementation details of working with Kadena. The end result should be, I interact with the Kadena blockchain, not any individual chain, not worrying about consolidating funds on an individual chain, not worried about, you know, reserving accounts on individual chains versus all chains, and so on and so forth. I, I think you nailed it. I, honestly, that has been the biggest hurdle for me to invite people into this, you know, ecosystem has been, wait, how does this work? What's, you know, the, and like I've been doing this since Zellcore, you know, before X Wallet or anything else like that. So it's been to try to get people onto, uh, onto Kadena and having them for now, things are going to get better. Um, but at the same time, I'm not complaining because this actually gave me an opportunity to do consulting for user experience for, you know, a, a Kadena wallet that will be coming out soon. Um, yeah, it's exactly what you said. Like, let's Fantastic. make sure that the, yeah, <laughs> Fantastic. Let's, let's make sure that the, the ecosystem is working well and seamlessly, not only like, oh, yeah, we can build things and it's easy to build. And like, can users actually use it? That user experience speaks volumes because what's the point of having something that's really cool when nobody wants to touch it? Um, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. So right. and I'm excited to see. Um, this continued because right now you, there's very few people, you know, excited about pack because it's something new. They have to learn. It's not that hard. I don't know why people complain about it so much. I'm, I'm down with Lisp. Um, but getting those people from outside of our ecosystem that are focused on user experience more than anything else. And then having at least one person on the team that can do a good job when it comes to the smart contracts, I think is going to just blow this this base out of the water and you you mentioned you know uh x wallet for example yeah i mean i i i talked to nicholas and his biggest thing you know both speaking to him publicly and privately has been this kind of sucks that people have to figure out what chain things are going to and coming from like we're working we're trying to sort this out too because i don't like it and neither does anybody else so it's caught the attention of plenty of people a lot of people are on the same page about it it's just a matter of when can we get there? Because it, as soon as the first person does it, everybody else is going to follow suit because it, there's just going to be no competition. If you can't, if you can't sort, you know, that out after the first person does it, you're going to get left behind. Um, and again, that's where I love competition because if somebody does it well, well, you better get tracked together and do it well too. Otherwise you're going to be left behind. Um, yeah. And that to me is exciting. I, I think I can see a, a way forward 
almost immediately if anyone wants a hint. Uh, any dApps should have gas stations on every chain, should have a single process for consolidating funds on, say, a random chain, and payments should just hide the fact that really, in order for an individual you know, transaction to go through, uh, they really have to do a consolidation step beforehand. Or if there's enough on any one chain, just use that and then do a consolidation operation after the fact. That's it. Uh that's literally the solution. <laughs> to totally makes sense. But here's, uh, you know, I'll play devil's advocate on this one. Won't that increase multiple things? Won't that increase the cost to do a single transaction? Because now you're dealing with multiple transactions hidden inside of one transaction. And speed. Won't that take a huge toll on that transaction? If people, well, I mean, we're talking about what, what is the cost here? We're talking about fractions of fractions of fractions of pennies. Yes, I mean, they, it will be more, but it, individually, you'll never see the cost of that. Or if you do just, you know, flip the blockchain a quarter and you'll pay for the next 10 years. And what about the speed aspect of it? I consolidate after the fact. So the user never sees it. So consolidate after the fact. So basically, you're just doing it and then having those transactions yeah. run. Do afterwards. the transfer first. Get the user out of the way, do the consolidation after the fact, and just keep an even distribution across all chains for the user. Hell, do it at the end of the day. <laughs> just batch the transaction. Oh. Oh, I like that. I mean, that that's how that's how Apple solved their iTunes issue with so many yeah. microtransactions. Exactly. That's a really good way of going about it. There's any number of ways to think about this, and I'm happy to game it out with anybody uh, who has a stake in it, and we can solve this issue. I think, actually, uh, there is an improvement process for Kadena that would really benefit from people asking for these and then uh, talking with the team, and it's called the, the KIP, the Kadena Improvement Process Proposal System. It's on GitHub slash Kadena dash IO slash KIPs, plural, with an S, I believe. Um, raise it and let's get the discussion started and if enough people have enough stake in this stuff we can game something out relatively quickly you know doug is working on this currently on chain weaver but if you you guys don't want him to pull ahead too much <laughs> force it out into the open you know yeah and and will that in a sense is you know be a cadena blockchain upgrade where everyone will be able to use it and it won't be single you know platform or a single developer that has control of it is that what you're you know kind of alluding to yeah like you the the blockchain is only as decentralized as the community allows it to be if you guys want to be involved and you want a say in this stuff and you want to make your complaints heard or you want to you know discuss new features discuss them it's not going to be something where we're sort of pulling from te Telegram to figure out what's best. You know, if, if everyone you can't. sort of... You can't. Yeah, we just don't have enough manpower for that. But if, uh, for instance, you know, we, we were working on Marmalade, we were looking at, you know, NFT token standards and sort of like royalty policies and that kind of thing recently. And, you know, the kitty cat folks came in and raised an issue and said, hey, you know, I think we have a better way of doing things. And we talked with them and they were like, you know, they made some good points. And now we have redone the way that we are considering uh, royalty policies as a result of their involvement in the proposal process. 
Yeah, and, and I think that's that's such a good point. Like people love to complain, but nobody wants to raise their hand and say, "Hey, how about we try this?" Um, and a lot of times, those complaints or things that they are not pleased with ends up being their own little you know echo chamber, um, and you yep. might never hear about it. And all of a sudden, <laughs> like, wait, what? People want? I didn't know this. Like, how am I supposed to know? Did somebody tell you? Tell me? Like, there's a platform for it. Why don't you guys go on over there and actually let us know? That's a huge point. To be fair, we we do give off the impression that we're kind of a company working on this stuff, but we would like not to be. We would love if uh, we could move to a more open format for discussing all of this stuff. And, you know, we just need people to start discussing it, basically. Um, I'm at least happy to guide any of those proposals if anyone wants some help writing a kit. Uh, yeah, you know, Ethereum did this, Bitcoin did this. Now we're doing it too. So awesome. Get involved. Awesome. No, that I mean, I think that's the best call to action that I could possibly have during this call is like, if you guys want to see change, well, be part of it. Be part of it. There's a the platform for you guys to be able to actually join in and um contribute. So why not? If you really believe in something, go, you know, put 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 your time, effort, energy behind what your words, you know, what your words or your ASICs have been saying. Um, because it will benefit everybody long term. I'm 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 with you and yeah. I'm gonna be a big nerd and actually go there myself. Awesome. Um also there's money in it for anyone. Uh we're not paying out, but you know, the the more the ecosystem improves, the better the experience, price go up number go up stock go up and that's the way it goes you know yeah. the improvement of the underlying architecture means the improvement of products built on the architecture um, and the improvement of the products themselves and the more people are satisfied with using them 100 percent. and and i'll actually encourage other people as well here um when you know you love doing something and you're like, I just need to make make ends meet, and I I don't have time for this. Like, guys, like, if if you believe in something, if you actually enjoy doing something, just do it, just do it. Like, I've been in crypto for over a decade, and when I was told just do it, just just go create content, just go share what you're what you know, your knowledge with other people. I just kind of said, you know what, whatever, uh, let me let me do it, and it's been the most exhilarating ride of my life. It's you know. Um, so rewarding to be able to have conversations about what's happening in here. Um, it's 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 different. It's very different from what I expected it to be. And opportunities will literally jump at you. Um, and they're going to be bad and good ones. Like I can't tell you how many emails I get to show stuff left and right um, on a daily basis. So you're going to have to really say yes and no to certain things. But if you, let's say, put out one of these Kips and you write it out and all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're the guy who wrote X, Y, and Z, you know, for the Cadena blockchain. You're the one who put that request in. Well, you better believe it that if you have a good idea that projects launching on this blockchain are going to go, hey, can can you consult for us? Can you can you help us think through this or help us implement that? That will put you on the map. Like there's no other way of saying it. That will literally put you on the map and in a great position to uh, influence not only the blockchain as a whole, but your life. Because like Emily just said, it's it, there's definitely money to be made there. And a lot of it, way more than people even realize. That's that's the wildest part to me. Um, did you did you want to be part of this team when you first heard about it? Or was it something like, oh, 
I guess this would be cool. And you weren't even expecting it. <laughs> I'm going to be really honest here. Uh, I really? Oh, come on. Lie to me. Lie to me, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I joined this team because it was 15 minutes from my house in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> it was it, it was down to to two companies basically it was down to either cadena or symbiont because i did want to get back to a you know some form of finance in in my in my career choice um simply because i like working with numbers every now and then and uh, i found a lot of the stuff that everyone else was building was just kind of fucking dumb and i didn't care about it uh, like Disney, for example, I worked on Disney Plus, and I still find it dumb, and I don't care about it, and it's still broken in lots of fun ways. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I I didn't like the vibe of Symbiont. They were making me come into their Manhattan office, and I didn't have a choice of working remotely from home. And Cadena seemed much chiller, and I liked everyone, and. Uh, they were 15 minutes from my fucking house. So <laughs> can't beat that. <laughs> no. Can not beat that. No, I'm, I hear you there. We won't. Um, um, I, I think a lot of people now are kind of kind of along the same lines. Like, all right, if I'm going to do something or not, really depends if I actually have to, you know, put pants on. Yeah. I, like, I, I'm in a place where, like, my skills are, are in demand basically anywhere. I, you know, everyone needs somebody who can write a compiler or or like write a distributed system or something. So it's really just like, okay, I can kind of take it or leave it. All these companies just kind of like, they all blend into the same monolithic company in my brain. Uh, so I just, I look for things that are like, okay, what's going to make me happy? And Cadena uh, just turned out to be a very, very lucky break because you know not only do I get to do what I like to do, but also everyone is extremely cool. And now we get to work with very, like interesting people like you know doug is incredibly fun to work with and jose and lars are just like mega brains and then we have like fucking john who's you know on my new cto john wiggly who's the fucking maintainer of emacs like it's it, there's just so much experience and so much to learn that it's um it actually ended up being really really great that's awesome now as far as operations go i thought i saw something about a new person added to the team right yeah so apparently we've got a new strategic advisor who uh is a vc from canada if i remember i think he's a uh, vancouver based uh i've actually not met him yet he was just announced and he's more on the biz dev side and the cool. eco side and basically the the cadena eco as a company, which is sort of separate from, from Cadena at this point. Um, not separate in the sense of like, we don't talk to them, but separate in the sense of like, it's a separate entity hiring yeah. for its own things. Um, is is like rapidly growing. They're in, they're in kind of hyper growth right now where they're looking to double or triple their headcount. And they're getting all of these cool VCs uh, like the new guy, like Paul, like a few other people on board and basically talking through you know, what Cadena needs to do in order to achieve that kind of mainstream penetration, not just this little niche sort of shitcoin uh, spot that we're currently occupying now, which is good. You know, we did crack the top 40 last year during the bull run, but, yep. <laughs> um, you know, th there needs to be some organizational changes and some, some restructuring in order to accommodate that kind of growth so we don't tip over 
in the future when the next bull run comes and Cadena shoots back up to like 30 or $40. And, you know, we want to be there to handle it and, and handle it well. So I, I, I love that you said when, by the way. Um, it, oh, I'm it always confident. gets me excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm confident that, you know, we, we've been a, you know, 140 to 160 stable coin instead of completely collapsing, which is a testament to the strength of the network and the, uh, the sort of trading platforms that we're on. But I'm not under any sort of illusion that we're going to, like, fail as a result of the, the bear market. I don't think that's what anyone's thinking at this point. I think we're just in a, a mode where we're just waiting it out, and then we're expecting it to, to just explode again as soon yeah. as the bull market happens. I'm with you. I think I, I, the way I'm looking at this whole thing as well, it's literally building time, right? Um, yeah. Right now, it's when things are actually getting built out so that when the market you know turns hopefully november yeah. um we'll, we'll we'll be set up for success you know amongst everybody else who survived this whole bearish time you know like great bull runs are made during bear runs yep i mean you, you have to there there has to be something behind it and you know it's either going to be something new um a ton of money being infused from somebody that wasn't even invested before something there has to be change things don't just happen there has to be a catalyst right oh well i hope all of the people who are looking to build on the blockchain uh get into it now you know it's it's uh tell your friends because <laughs> you know i there, there's the incredible uh reaction to a bull market which is to think that like oh now i'm gonna bide my time until the market starts increasing again but now is the time to start looking at cadena eco and and looking at grants and getting projects started and it will be tough but as soon as the market starts tipping up again you are positioned to be one of the the sort of few projects that is mature enough for people to start using at a time when people are starting to look at us again and that means you know five to to 10x in terms of you know market capital that we stand to to see in terms of an increase compared to um you know where we were in november of last year um like i'm i'm very very bullish <laughs> yeah no for, for sure um quick question so i had two people request uh information about two things so first um, it seems like this comes up every time, but um, any time of, you know, pack language is being talked about, but layer two solution when it comes to Coro to be able to maybe uh, even the, that solution that you just talked about as far as, you know, bridging amongst all chains, Coro could be used to do that so that it's in the more, you know, semi-hidden way. Oh, I, I've talked about this before. I talked about this like two weeks ago. Um, shit. Look. Okay, I I can put all of my my effort into Kuro, and it looks like I'm gonna be the one to to kind of like personally do this over the next quarter. Um, but we have one person or one company that that is is making a request of us to get Kuro back in order, and that's KDA Bets, and their product is great. But you know that kind of demand doesn't mean we're going to develop uh, Kuro more. Uh, it's, it's just, we see there's more demand in other spaces and we want to allocate per demand as opposed to per project. You know, it's, uh, that doesn't really make sense. Hang on. 
let me think about that. We wanted we want to allocate based on demand, not based on uh, the uh, sort of like speculatory product that may help one or two people. Um, so for us, it's a game of numbers. You know, what do we stand to to sort of gain from? You know, is the cost benefit analysis there? And for Kuro right now. It's not. So I'm not saying no. I'm saying I'm going to put in the effort to get Kuro up and running, but I can't guarantee I can keep doing that because it is a personal uh, effort on my part to make sure that one project is happy. <laughs> if more people want to use Kuro as a, as a layer two, as a fast settlement layer, whatever, make it known and perhaps uh, submit a, a kit. I was, I was about to say that. So. It- <laughs> I just I, I, I we're, we're going back right we're going back to, gonna be able to we're do. going back to the same thing like there's no way for you to have a have a gauge on how many of you actually want it unless you hear from those people exactly and you know I would love to get it up and running it's it's something that like we just haven't focused on because other people have you know had more demand in other spaces but it's not like we're we're anti getting Kuro up and running it's just the demand isn't there um yeah no absolutely it, so it, it, it makes sense like, I th- this is perfect actually i mean we're just going right back to where we started it's like hey if you want it if you need it say something say something in the right platform don't just like complain to one another because that doesn't that doesn't do anybody any good exactly exactly and and don't don't look to the devs <laughs> <laughs> like we're, we're we're busy um I know it's Haskell, but like, you know, if I do this once for you and, and I get it up and running by like Christmas or something, I, I, I'm not going to do it again. So like, what are you going to do? Um, learn Haskell, learn, learn how to do it, fork it. It's open source. Uh, anyone can fork it and, and fix it uh, and update it for the new packed uh, versions. But like, yeah, that's, yeah. It's it's not a sustainable long term solution, I think, as a layer two. So, yeah, you know, it's up to you guys. We have other layer two solutions coming down the pipeline, such as um, the Electron Labs integration. So the the zero knowledge verification for assigned payloads coming down the pipeline for the next kill switch, um, and then we can look at Kura. So That's totally totally fair. It, it totally makes sense where, where you're coming from with that. Um, something that I don't think a lot of people realize is even out there um, is something you mentioned, which is the the Canadian eco. Um, what is there available for people wanting to build, and how do people get you know how do people find out about it? Because there was you know a big announcement for I can't remember how a hundred million dollars in in grants and. Yeah. Like, millions upon millions in grants. Um, we're looking for basically any project, any good DeFi project, any wallet project, any sort of like community, uh, like tooling project, hell, even down to things like packed tutorials, uh, you know, various sort of like influencer platforms and that kind of thing. Anything's up for grabs. You can uh, talk to the Kadena Eco people if you just need me. Email them. Uh, I'd have to get the email that you can you can send. But you know, you can also talk to say myself or Francesco or Stuart or Doug or uh, anyone in any of the main sort of Telegram channels or Discord to figure out uh, what a kind of best angle would be for your project. But there's a lot of money to go around, and feel free to just get started. You know, 
Awesome. Well, that, that, I mean, that's that's so good to hear. And, and a lot of times people feel like, oh, I, I mean, I have an idea, but I'm not sure exactly how to go about it. Um, accelerator programs. Is there yeah. something along those lines in the Canadian ecosystem right now? Yes. You will get mentorship from Canadian Eco as far as, you know, how to get started with development, um, sort of best practices for your packed code. Um, all of us, you know, on the dev team, or especially those of us who, who work with Pact, can give you tips on how to write good Pact. And, and we have done this for other ecosystem projects uh, who have like open source stuff that we can comment on. All you need to do is flag us down and say, hey, how do I do X properly? Or what do you think about you know Y in terms of an implementation? And we'll, we're happy to give pointers. Um, there is a, a more structured acceleration process uh, from Canadian Eco in terms of setting up your business and setting up your grants and sort of like what you should look for in terms of like how to spend your money. Um, I think you would have to talk to Canadian Eco about that because I'm not involved, but uh, certainly from the development side, we're happy to help anyone out. And, you know, I do this for Cadex, for example, we have an agreement. Um, uh, I was working with them up until a formal agreement uh, sometime in June where I was just giving them free advice about how to write a smart contract. Um, and and reviewing their stuff. That's awesome. That's oh. that's super cool. Yeah, no, but it sounds like I'm going to be reaching out to Doug again. Uh, let's see, let's see what we can help everybody else out with learning as far as how to get started. Um, you know, with with the data. Because at the end of the day, like the reason I, I I've said this before, the reason I hold you know these Twitter spaces, why I talk about Kadena on YouTube and anywhere else, because I do believe in what it, you know what it's doing. Um, the reason I'm you know the one ASIC I have in my house is a Kadena miner, is because I believe in this blockchain. Period. So whatever I can do to support it, I, I want to be there. It's been already very rewarding for me to be a part of it. So I just want to be able to, to to give back, you know, from from the beginning um, as much as I possibly can. And, you know, like I said before, whenever I've given stuff out, it always comes back anyway. So it's it's a win win across the board, not only for me, but for the entirety of the ecosystem. Yeah. It's good All stuff. Right. <laughs> You're in New York. I'm in Utah. You're in U Utah. So you, you were in New York, right? Yes. Um, you miss the bagels? Yeah, God, I miss the bagels. Fuck. Every day, <laughs> every morning, <laughs> I eat this shit I get from the grocery store. I, that's like my, I, I have a bagel addiction that I have to watch out for. I will just eat bagels all day. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I miss it. Uh, but I like being in Utah. I like being around uh, other kinds of people who aren't just New Yorkers from time to time because it, it does wear on your brain. <laughs> You know, New York is very insular in a way. Um, but, I'm, you know, I'm, I get to I'm be out here. You. I get to have my motorcycle and I get to shoot guns and I get to chill out with people and go hike. And it's fun. So. No, that that's awesome. I'm in the same boat. Like I lived in Jersey right across, you know, from New York for a long time. So I that's one of the things I miss the most is bagels and pizza. But I can't complain about being in San Diego as far as, like you said, the weather and being able to do other things. It's 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 pretty darn awesome. Um, yeah. Actually having land. Go figure. It's something yeah, you can't yeah, have space. over there. <laughs> Imagine having space. Imagine having a two level house and like a backyard. <laughs> right. Yeah. Very, very different situation than what, what I used to have back back in Jersey. That That's for sure. I mean, not that it's any cheaper per se, but. 
Um, I'm definitely enjoying the environment here a whole lot better. And when you can work remotely, why not? If I miss exactly. a bagel, you know, you can always order some or you can fly out every once in a while, get, get your fix and, and, and be good. I yeah, I, I find that like I well, we're doing like offsites a lot for Kadena. So I'm, I'm like flying out to New York a bunch. Uh, during the year so maybe like four times a year or something i'll be in new york but like that's enough to get my my uh pizza bagel weird ray warehouse raid fix you know it's uh it's good i like the contrast but i definitely don't want to live there anymore <laughs> you know yeah. 700 square feet for like three thousand bucks is not it's not worth it i'm with you i'm 100 percent with you all right before we finish up i'm gonna ask you two things first Anything you want people to know that's out there and they don't realize? It sounds like this, you know, the Kips mm -hmm. is a huge one. But is there anything else? Uh, huh. I will say, um, okay, so I've gotten a lot better in the past uh, three months or so about um, working with people's issues that they raise directly on Pact. So if you see something that um, needs to change or you you spot like documentation stuff or want to add some some code here and there we're happy to accept uh pull requests from basically anybody for for anything as long as um we can kind of justify it and it's been good to see three or four people over the past few months raising issues and fixing documentation and, and sort of like providing suggestions about feature requests and that kind of thing and uh i really like that so feel free to open up pull requests on Pact and make your your sort of like workflow known, and we'll see if we can we can address it or if it's a good idea, or maybe we can convince you not to do things. <laughs> but um, I like that. Uh, Kips, yeah, definitely get involved with the proposal process. Talk to Kadena Eco. Um, I will say this is kind of like sneak preview, um, but we are talking about. Uh, me opening up a new Telegram channel and doing weekly streaming on Twitch. So I get to be a Twitch thought for a living. Um, are, are you going to get the headphones with the little ears? Yes, I already have those. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> they're so cute. I just, I couldn't not, like, <laughs> they're adorable. Fuck. Um, although I consider myself more of a cowgirl. Like, it's, cat, cat girls are overplayed. Um... Yeah, we might do that, and then we can just do this thing more interactively, you know. And uh, I'll keep everyone posted on that as it happens. But awesome. Uh, that's that's I think it. I think we covered the rest of it. So. And then let me ask you something about your preference here. What would you What would you like to see? built next that you think could use improvement and you don't have to be specific with like a, a, a you know mm. a application that does this but like even if it's like a category or a genre of built all right can someone just make generative waifu coins like i want the nfts but i want like stable diffusion uh 2d waifus on the blockchain and i don't want this like dumb crypto bro urban art nonsense i want fucking cute girls as an nft <laughs> like let's let's get it going you know k waifu or just waifu coin on the blockchain let's let's see it <gasps> oh man so basically what i'm hearing is that there's a there's a there's a need there um 
a desperate need. If, 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 if somebody makes that happen, it's going to get bought out. Cool. I will advise for free. Fuck. <sighs> Oh, that's too funny. That's too funny. Uh, no, but it, it's it's cool seeing all the stuff that's coming up. But, but you're right. It, it's been pretty static as far as what's being, you know, been built lately. And yeah, everyone's I, just copying everyone else. And it's like, come on, guys, there's so much shit we can do. <laughs> it's not that hard to run a stable diffusion cluster and like generate your own anime girls. Like, let's see it. Come on. <laughs> all right. I am actually going to go look into something about along those lines, just uh, just out of curiosity. Research. Cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Emily, I really appreciate you, you know, taking the time to chat with us. Like yeah. I was saying before you got on here, we've had 19 different projects over the last month um, on, you know, these spaces that we've done on a weekly basis. And at the end of the day, it's a matter of helping the community understand that there's something huge out there and the opportunity is pretty darn huge and I don't want anybody to miss out. And that's why we're doing these and why I'm so, so thrilled to have had you on to talk about the back end aspect of things and how all of these projects, you know, are actually able to build in the first place because of the, you know, things you're making available to them. So I just want to say thank you. It's been awesome having this conversation. And if you ever need any information disseminated to the community, Feel free to reach out. Yeah, cheers. Sorry for coming in a little late, but I'm glad we did this and I'm happy to do it again. Awesome. Thank you so much, Emily. You have a good one. All right. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate you guys joining the space. And we will be back next week for sure on Thursday at uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. UTC. I'll see you all next time. Have a yeah. great one. See everyone. Bye. Bye now. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Blockchain Building in the Cadena Ecosystem. Hosted by Action CEO with Howling Husky and Waffle Pirate. Recorded on Friday, September 30th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way Resuscitating major players in the waiting room Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shroom Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news To let us know what we should believe as the latest truth Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role Sorting through support from your endorsements Of course we're tripping balls, handing reports in the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is gizzle Kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch No shit, spitting facts with my vision smashed Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastising to digging holes in the back nine the latest 
proof ain't a way to move case of you just a bunch of peck of heads living in a chicken coop picking at the dinner finger licking like the plate is good so kick it for a minute then show me what that thing could do two plus two show me what that thing could do two plus two show me what that thing could do two plus two show me what that thing could do two plus two Ten spaces.